Malvasia, what a weird little grape. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Very, very strange. Wine Monk, Arizona Wine Podcast by Cody Vladimir Burkett. Hello and welcome to a very special podcast. I'm here at the Arizona Stronghold Secret Facility hidden out in the wilderness. It's not that hidden, it's in Camp Verde, but you gotta know where it is to find it. I'm here with Kim Muskin and Matt. I cannot remember your last name for life. Me, I'm sorry. Rika. Rika. I was like it's something vaguely like German, like Empire, but not. <laughs> <laughs> what we're here today doing is a vertical tasting of almost every single um, Alvesia Bianca vintage done by Arizona Stronghold from 2010. 2018. We are missing 2015, but that's the only vintage we're missing. And all 2010 is a synthetic cork. Bet a lot of them are going to be synthetic. I think the only other synthetics are the 13s. So, as you guys are our winemakers, what's your thought on the best corks to use? Uh, I'm I'm always partial to a natural cork. Um, you know, synthetic corks are, are great, and in some cases, um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with them at all. Specifically for Arizona Stronghold, because we don't capsule our wines, I find that having a natural cork in there just has a bit more appeal to it. What about you, Kim? I have to agree. I mean, there's different studies that have been shown, not necessarily shown, but that there's positive negatives. Depending on wine, if you want it to age, natural's nice because you still have that breathability for long-term aging. Well, to be fair, you do have that breathability in some natural corks, yeah, too. Yeah, but there's just more to it than a natural. So, but. I'm going to crack open the uh, 2011 and the 2012, and we'll do those three first. Yeah, I think the furthest back so I've had is... Yeah. yeah, actually, I'm not going to slide that over because that would just be a disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> furthest back I've had is that 14. These first two I don't think I ever actually tasted. Um, I bought them at, um, oh, bother. That one place? That one place that does the thing. If you want to trade here. Um, it's in Flagstaff. It's, um... Right in downtown, uh, Vino Loco. So we're going to look at these first three first, and then go on down the line. So we were saying for the uh, 2010, 2011, it was Michael Pierce and Tim White who were the winemakers? Uh, I believe so for all three of these, yeah. We didn't really do the research. Yeah. It's okay, I didn't either. I mean, other than buying the bottles. 
Where did the cork for yours go? Ah. That was close. back your way. Back it to did. you. <laughs> so 2010. Oh wow. That nose is still holding up. Honey, fig, elderflower. Almost a ginger character too. Little dried fruits, like a little dried dried stone fruit, dried peach, dried nectarine. Yeah, I get that. It's surprising for a ten. And this, I think, indicates that Malvasia in in right conditions is definitely ageable. Which one? The ten was it? Does it barrel aged? I don't remember what it. No idea. Uh, Arizona Strong Old Side Archive Series. Barrel ferment, nothing. All of the... Hey, this is why we do the Side Archive stuff. 13% alcohol. Uh, Label as Arizona Stronghold Vineyards. This was back before it was Albule. This is a varietal that shines bright for us every year. We have four blocks of Mulvacea at Arizona Stronghold Vineyard, all very different expressions that offer a varying array of aromatics. The Notre block that we have selected, so this is a Notre block, tends to show up more typical white flower and melon notes. This one is no different. There's also some nice clove, lime, and wet stone. I can see the clove still there. I'm not getting any of the limestone. No, I don't get any. Or, or really any intense citrus character. No. No, all the citrus is kind of dropped. Spill it. Oh well, at least I'll smell really damn good. That's just terrible. The acidity is kind of dropped. Mm-hmm. The taste is not all there. That palate is kind of disjointed. Yeah, it's muted. It's dropped out. There's no acid really. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's definitely. It reminds me of drinking. Um, I mean, y'all are bagpackers, and so you've probably all taken drinks from streams after filtration went out. But it tastes like water that's coming from a, a spring or a, a cold river almost with a little bit of fruit and minerality character. None of the floral uh, is on the palate. That nose is held up though, which I think is fascinating. I feel like it's falling pretty quickly though. Yeah, that's true. From when we first smelled it to now though, it's definitely dropped out a little bit because now it's more dusty, kind of like that dusty gravel road. Kind yeah. of going on. One, if you have one left, you pop it open, sniff it, and drink it. Yeah. yeah. But for 10, it's not bad. I mean, it's still no. surprising. No, it's tasty. So this is the 2011. I think I actually did buy this one from the tasting room. Uh, Tim White is listed as the winemaker this time on the bottle. Craig Martinson is listed as the director of vineyard operations. Uh, this is the Stronghold Site Archive 2011. Uh, same exact blurb on the side about the Stronghold Site Archive series. Arizona's quickly becoming known for this varietal. Our Norte block of Maldosia expresses itself with subtle tones of white flour, acacia wood, coconut oil, and exotic Thai spice. There are intriguing hints of key lime zest and honeydew on the palate, 50 cases made. The color is much lighter. Yes, yeah. that's what I was looking at. Very light compared to the other two. Very... I'm not getting any florals. No. The, uh, the spice character is definitely present. 
Yeah, I had a little funk when I first smelled it. This one is almost—it's showing that there was some barrel aging on this. It's—it's it's yeah. got that a little bit of a musty barrel nose. Yeah. I would wonder if they, maybe they experimented with some with some new oak on this at some point. Maybe. Freitas used a lot of new oak on her Melissa, and that actually tended to work pretty well, supposedly. I haven't tasted a Freitas Melissa in years, probably because none of it exists anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it... Well, there might be a bottle or two, like, lurking in the shadows at Suzy Q or something. But... I think up the creek bought a bunch of it. Huh. I think it's their uh, their house their house white. Huh. Is it? I haven't been there in a while. Drove by the other day and was like, oh, yeah, up the creek. Forgot about that. <laughs> I like some lemon rind, like, older lemon rind. The white that I get. Palette is still floral. Yeah. Palette is. also has a, it's got a uniform taste profile too. Mm -hmm. It's not disjointed by the uh, 2010. It's uh, still showing that acidity too. Yeah. The palette I like it's a lot brighter still than the uh, 10 did. Still holding a proof a yeah. fruit profile pretty well on the palette. Nose is kind of muted for me, but then the palette really shows. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't like the nose of this. I love the nose of the, at first, of the 2010. I like the palette of the 2011. Mm -hmm. There's getting to be a little bit of floral notes coming out as the... Only have it opens up, but it's not as prominent as uh... Uh, I don't get that much floral. No, it's just like hints. Floral's the one thing that I'm just not the best at smelling. Mm. I don't know how to identify different flowers. Eh. Mostly the way I figured out figured it out is the same way I figure out fruit by trying everything. Oh, what does this smell like? Because how, in my descriptions, you get weird things like, this wine tastes like prickly pear, because that's what it tastes like. I'm sure official, actual sommeliers have different words for that yeah. taste Probably. profile, but uh, they're not critiquing Arizona wines, and I am, so... Ha-ha! I mean, <clears throat> I did not just totally flip you all off, but whatever. Thought you did. Ooh. You go back to the 10? almost has like a spearmint. I did not. I should have kept it in there like an idiot. It's, it's not like the bottles are like right next to me. Spearmint on the nose or the palate? Nose. Something there. Yeah, I could see that. So the 12. 2012. New label, black, and impossible to see ASV logo, which is probably why they stopped using that as a label. Arizona Stronghold Site Archive Series. Arizona Stronghold Vineyards, Malvasia. 14.4% alcohol. Holy free holies, Batman. Tim White is listed as the winemaker. I'm getting some of that floral character. This show's a little brighter with the floral. 
You have a lot of star fruit on the nose too. Yeah. Star fruit, honeydew melon. This is a little more of the atypical. Yeah. More of a CNOs to it, just the, the kind of more atypical characters. Not getting much of that heat or alcohol like I would have expected from 14.4%. I mean, it's there, but it's not as potent. Hmm. You taste it's got a little bit of that minerality, but I don't really get a whole hot from the alcohol on it. No, but it's got like fuller body. Yeah. It's got more structure in this one. More of that lemon, uh, lemon grass coming through. Yeah, lemon, lemon grass, a little bit of star fruit, a little bit of honeydew melon, a little bit of jasmine. If you've ever had like jasmine black tea. Yeah. Yeah. Of those three side by side, I definitely like the 12 better. Yeah, the 12 I think is the best of these three. It's just held up a little better. Still got decent acid, but not like overly so. The only thing I don't like about the 12 particularly is it's the florals have almost gone to that kind of soapy floral. Yeah, character. they're on the edge there. I think you let this sit and too I think much that's longer. What, well, I think that's partially the alcohol. Yeah, could be both. Age yeah. and that high alcohol. alcohol yeah. Just kind of an influence of, of maybe winemaking technique or fermentation profile. Then when we're done, we'll pour a little bit in all of our glasses and share around. Well, I can grab three more and just leave these out. Do you want, or do you want to just... Wait. Oh, we have nine. Okay. Yeah. Then we'll just pour them back. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of know what I'm doing. Keyword, sort of. But you guys probably know more than I do. Things. Well, you guys know more about making it than I do. I just know more about drinking it. I never really had Malvasi before I came to Arizona, so... That's true. That's just not yeah, a thing that you see in Missouri. threw me off with how floral it is. It was like, oh. Is there anything remotely like Malvasia being grown in Missouri no. that has that same sort of floral character? Probably the closest thing would be Traminette, but even that's still different. Now we have the bright, you know, clown nose corks. Thirteens. Carrot sticks. They do look like baby carrots. Janky cork or janky corkscrew? Corkscrew. I brought the idea. Kind of broken-ish one. So this is. So which order do we want to do? I'm gonna do. So two thirteens. So this is mid block. So I'm gonna do this in the mid. Because, you know, middle. Makes sense. Wow, look how bright yellow this one is. It's like Country Town Lemonade yellow. Yeehaw! Yeah, very. Yeah, even the Norte and Nuevo block is a little bit lighter in color. I'm glad we moved away from these uh, carrot sticks. Yeah, they suck. Aesthetically speaking, uh, no winemaker name listed for the Malvasia Norte and Nuevo and the Malvasia Mid Block. Uh, these are obviously also for alveoles, so pretty much everything we're looking at, with the exception of one, is going to be uh, an alveole slash Arizona stronghold. <laughs> 
Uh, for the 14... Oh, ramping up production. Uh, three barrels for this guy. Uh, this one's three barrels, two barrels, and then this is three. So the 13 will be that kind of interim... Tim, or no, Tim White would have been gone. It'd be that interim Michael Pierce, Eric Blomsky, John Scarborough influence in that vintage, I believe. Then 14 would be Scarborough, 15, uh, like we talked about earlier. We'll get into those. Yeah. And a lot of the progression of people on the winemaking side at Stronghold. Hmm. Woody. Super Woody for. For the 2013 Norte Nuevo. Yeah, I don't really get floral notes at all on that. A little bit of floral and um, black currant bud cat piss. <laughs> Apparently, the Somali term for that is black currant bud, which always amuses me. Hmm. But none, none other characters other than that wood and that black currant bud. Mm -hmm. Got good acid still though. Mm -hmm. Not, not bad by any means, but not really very interesting to me on that. No, one. it's no, it's not. It's just kind of. This is a this white is, wine. Yeah, it's a this table is like white wine kind of table white wine. <laughs> yeah. I, I would like to nominate the 2013 Malvasia Norte Nuevo for most boring and average Malvasia Bianca in Arizona. Uh, it's just. It's just one-dimensional. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not it's bad. Not there's, just, there's no flaws. This is the after you drink all the good stuff, you open that because you've been drinking, so you can't really yeah. or tell the difference anymore. you drink this when you're sitting in front of the TV with a TV dinner, watching Jeopardy or Hungry something. Hungry Man Salisbury Steak. There you go. What's your uh, suggested uh, TV tray pairing for this one? Don't eat TV trays, so I don't know what flavors they come in. Uh, I don't know what I would pair this with. It's, I mean, it's not, not it was really obviously made. a well yeah. made wine. It's just, I don't know if the age has helped this one. Yeah. No. I mean, some wines are made to drink younger, and. This definitely is, is indicative of, of a novelty that was designed to be yeah. younger. This is a. Which is okay, it happens. Yeah. Um, but we know that when made properly, some of those characters can hold over for for nine oh, years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like uh, the twenty ten, that floral nose was still there. It went away quickly, but uh, with winemaking, certain winemaking techniques, there's no reason why it wouldn't last, and you wouldn't be able to have that flavor profile too. I would wonder if the ten and eleven had held better just for those being in flint bottles. If they'd been in a an antique green or a dead leaf green bottle. Just it, maybe some sunlight affected those where they could even be hanging out longer. Yeah, I mean it depends on because when did you get those? Depends on how they were stored. They were stored on their side in in the Arizona section at Vino Loco in Flagstaff. Not exactly temperature temperature controlled, but not in the sunlight either. Right. I mean, yeah. Little things like that people don't realize can make a difference yeah. in if a wine will age or not. And then since then, these have all been 
um, in the same wine fridge at about 54 degrees um, in my apartment next to my bookshelf and desk. Cool. So they've all been stored properly. Yeah. You know, you never know. You might get another bottle one day and it's aged beautifully. Yeah. Or worse. Who knows? Hello, soap. Yeah, that's a... Uh... This wine smells like uh, soap that has... Uh... I keep expecting like a Facebook mom to come and be like, Hey, have you tried our Malvasia uh, essential oil? This works great in soap. Whenever I smell this one. Don't think I would want to use that soap. That's really all I get is just that soapy quality. Soapy floral. floral. It's like that damn green soap. What's the green one? Irish Spring? No. That's, that's the only one. green one I think of. There's another green one. It's oh, geez, my grandma used to have it. It, it, it was the soap that was in the, 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 the male's bathroom at my grandmother's house. Oh. It starts with a J, I think. Oh. No idea. That's starting to ring bells in the back of my head. That that requires now a Google look, search. Yeah, that's now you gotta look that up because that's that's Google interesting. search. Yeah, I just just soapy. <laughs> Stuck on the soap. A little bit of ginger and allspice and clove and anise are there amongst the soap, but it's mostly soapy floral. Spiced soap. <laughs> yeah, I don't really get past that. Google is not helping me out with this one. Did you Google, what's the name of the soap my grandma had in the men's bathroom in her house? I did think about trying that. Um, green soap? <laughs> green bars of soap? What was the green soap? You know, because Google would answer that so well. They might. Ask Siri. Okay. Siri, what's the name of the green soap at Matt's grandma's house that she had in the men's bathroom? Okay, I found this on the web for what's the name of the green soap at Matt's grandma's house that she had in the men's bathroom. <laughs> the first one is non-toxic natural bar soap, organic soap. Give me the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what bars of soap are green? Yeah, but asking about Matt's grandma is better. Yeah, but it's not going to get you the accurate answer. That's not the point. Uh, I don't have any connection. Otherwise, I'd try mine. Yeah, service sucks here. Surprise, Siri actually worked. Uh, the palette, again, of this vintage oh, yeah. has held up. Um, in terms of structure. And that color is so much brighter in color. And brighter. The color is so much brighter in color. Um, it's so much uh, of a richer yellow. Yeah, a lot more depth to that color. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, I would, I would look at that glass and almost think of a Chardonnay. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, when I saw it, I was like, that's can't be Malasia. Yeah, and this color on the end is more of that color I expect from an aged Malvasia. But again, good, good but a, a little one-dimensional at this point. It definitely could have been really nice when it was younger, though, too. It was. I, I remember I mean, when it came out in the taste room, I remember 
Um, these two wines were the featured wine of the month for like the July noise issue, side by side. Yeah, they definitely the good wines. I just yeah. don't think they've... Aged. And there's nothing wrong with it. They, I, I doubt they were made to be long-term agers, so that they're as good as they are, I'm very surprised. Uh, pairing for this one, though, is going to be poolside, or in the pool, or if you can pour it into like a wine bra or a wine stomach <laughs> while you're floating down like the Verde River. I don't know if I want to float in the Verde River. If there's enough water in the Verde. Fly yeah. the River. Somewhere where you don't have to paddle, you just sit in your canoe or kayak and just let the river take you. Yeah. That's the best way to go floating. Now, I could see that uh, working really so, well in that environment. Yeah, just easy drinking on the water. That's nice. Be good. And then... Florals! Oh, yeah. This is one of the 14 now? Yep. This is almost your, your standard classical. Yep. Arizona Malvasia. Elderflower, jasmine, honeysuckle, gardenia, honeydew melon, a little bit of anise and uh, clove. Yep, that's, that's Malvasia there. Yeah, this is uh, your standard ISO. Malvasia. Yeah, don't spill. Yeah. <laughs> Since you yelled at me before that. I did. That happens. Well, that reminds me, I need to get a picture. A dirty table with the uh, eggs on it. Well, I was thinking that. Uh, <laughs> uh, could you swirl for a bit? There we go. Look very intently at the glass. If you could, there we go. It's got like lemon and uh, like strong mil minerality on the end for me on the finish. Yeah. Lemon, honeydew melon, mm -hmm. a little bit of those floral characters, minerality, and yes. Yeah. yeah, this is. It's nice though. I mean, this is a nice. Standard. It's not that old, so. No, I mean this is right around peak drinking time for from yeah. Malvasia. Mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah, that's Holding nice. on to it for what are we looking at? Five years now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say that's that's drinking really nicely right now. Yeah. And I think that this is my favorite so far. Oh yeah, I think out of all of them, I would. And then number two, that is, the, I think, still the 2012. I'd agree. Uh, even though uh, I love the nose of the 2010 more than any of them at first. The nose of the 2010 was gorgeous, but the palate just didn't follow through. Yeah. It, was, it was too flat. It was a tease. But then that nose dropped over it was time. A tease. I really enjoy this one. This is nice. Drink a bottle of that. I mean, we could. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's already open. That's true. These uh, sample cups are starting to look a little familiar. <laughs> yeah. We'll dump them. Yeah. Or why, we could just like. This is why it's a podcast and not a vidcast. Yeah. Although, uh, it would be fun to, to clear that out and pour an ounce of all the Molvasias in one glass and see what what the resulting taste was. Get a, get a 
Maldus Abacus. Yes. <laughs> See how how uh, you two should switch, just for sake of because that's a seventeen and that's an eighteen. So oh, the sixteen is a different place. Wild card, Benita Springs. Oh, we didn't have a deal with that here? Or like, maybe there was. Maybe we did, I, I don't know, didn't. I didn't ask. Oh, we just didn't, we just pulled our own vineyard probably. Or maybe there wasn't. I don't remember there being a 14 Buell. Uh, you mean a 16? There was a 16 Buell. Yeah, there was a 16. They have been away. Yeah. I'm not sure, that was a... Before my time. Yeah. Murph. I feel like there was um, a Buell. I don't think I've actually had the uh, 17 and 18. Cents. I am not either. He so needs the, the 17. 17. Sorry about that. I mean, no worries. I obviously had them when we made them and tried them and right before bottling, but I don't think I've had them since we bottled not that they really need to be over here by me, but... Don't, don't lie, you just want to drink them all. Maybe. And the corks? Collect in the... Yeah, don't throw. That, that I'm really... left-handed, that right-handed throw doesn't work so well for me. Well, we saw how that worked earlier. <laughs> So what was going on in 2016 in Stronghold? Uh, 2016 was uh, a winemaker named Murphy Moore, um, who was just here for a, a year. And she had John Scarborough and uh, Corey Turnbull here as well. Welcome to the Maldacia Proximity Alert. <laughs> when did Corey start Stronghold though? Didn't he start sooner? He was involved in some of these past events. 14. He was here 14. 14. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's been here a couple times. Yeah, he was here and then moved and then back and then... I just couldn't remember because we didn't mention his name earlier, so... I'm trying to remember what year, so... Okay, back to one. So, start over again. What happened in 16 at Stronghold? Go So, uh, 16 was... Uh, Murphy Moore was running the winery. Eric Lomsky was running the vineyard still. Um... And then Corey Turnbull and Corey Turnbull was kind of working with Eric in the vineyards, and John Scarborough was in the cellar with Murphy. And then in early 2017, uh, Murphy left. So the the set the 16 whites were kind of finished by um, John Scarborough and Eric Lomsky with right when Kim also okay. came into the mix. So she had her hands in in, in the whites right at the end, helping finish bottle them really. Uh, yeah, so it was kind of interesting coming into that, and then that's when March of 17, she left, Corey went over Page Springs, John left, and then Matt came in, and then Zach, our cellar master, came in. So that was the beginning of a whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Zach has a very lovely girlfriend that he doesn't get to spend too much time yeah. with. Yeah, they were kind of opposite schedules, so. That, yeah. I suppose, would be a, a reason, reason to maybe yeah. skip Maldacia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
What are we getting on the nose of the 16? It's, it feels different than a Buell. Uh, it's it, hard it, to it, pin it down. There's, there's not as much oh, of the yeah. Anna's character. The florals are different. You're um, looking at a diff- different soils, different microclimates. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're going to have all these different subtleties that are different. I mean... Sixteen was also still a building year for that vineyard, so it was still kind of recovering from previous management. Um, so, you know, this... I think this is a very nice wine. I think oh, it it's, is. It's a, yeah. a bit simple still. And, you know, not, not that I would expect huge complexity out of out of Malvasia, but I, I feel like so. What, what what was the one that we said earlier? Was the just the white, the table wine? Uh, that would be the thirteen Norte Nuevo. So I feel like this is the newer vintage of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's still got a, quite a bit of acidity. It really lingers on the tongue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of lemon. Mm-hmm. Um, no honeydew melon, though. It's more yeah. of a... It's a lot sharper with the, uh, the citrus look, fruit it's, in it. There's still like a melon. It's like a bit of like a muskmelon rind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can see that. Or maybe a honeydew melon rind. Not yeah, so yeah not, not the meat of the melon, but... Yeah, um, that being said, I kind of want to pair this with um, sesame chicken or sesame <laughs> lemon chicken. Are you hungry? No. Just I'm, check it. I'm not, but I'm just thinking what I would pair this with. I can see that. Yeah. Something because, with... You know, like delivery Chinese. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You orange, know, orange chicken. Yeah. yeah, orange chicken would be good with that because you do get a little... Not... Not good orange chicken, like no, like hungover Chinese food when you're Ming still Dynasty hungover. Chinese orange yeah. chicken as opposed yeah. to Golden Dragon Chinese chicken. Yes. There you go. For those of you who are not in the Verde Valley, you will have no idea what we're talking about. Sorry, right. <laughs> just go to your, you know, that your go-to. One Chinese is the good place. Chinese place. The other is the hungover Chinese place. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly the hungover Chinese place. The hungover day before payday Chinese place. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's a really good description oh, yeah. for Ming House if I've ever heard one. This is a horrible story. I went to my our local Chinese hungover place and it's like four in the afternoon the next day. We're still dying. They come in, the guy's on the phone talking, taking an order, and you know, barely hear him, understand him. And then another he hangs up, takes the order, hangs up. One of the drivers walks in, he's like, Hey, what's up, man? He's like, Oh yeah, you got an order to be ready in like fifteen minutes. No accent. Perfect English. I was like, are you fucking with us? Are you fucking with us? <laughs> to be I, fair, I would probably do the same I would too, fine. but oh my gosh, when you're hungover dying, you're like, really? Oh, it was pretty great, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I like, it's not bad. I like yeah. it. All right, you ready? This is uh, your first finish, correct? Correct. So now you can tell us how we how you actually made this. <laughs> if you remember. In the haze of crush. No one remembers Harvest 2017. I, I do remember it. It's funny because it's a question I get asked a lot. Um, and I think just, just going from the 16 to 17, you'll see a big difference oh, wow. in the character. Huge difference. Again, different vineyard, but Starfruit. still. I mean, yeah. Starfruit and difference. florals. Uh, so, so the way that I've always been taught to make white wines, um, and, and in particular white wines like this, a, a tank fermented white wine is keep your temperatures as low as possible. You always want to, and 
that's difficult, especially with our production facility and the high rate of production we have. Um, you know, colder temperatures also means longer fermentation, yeah. which ties up tank space. But especially for me, I am not a huge fan of an overtly floral character on wine. Uh, I, I used to work for a winemaker that absolutely loved barrel fermented full mallowed Viognier. And I couldn't stand it. Um, so it's something that, you know. Well, for, like, for trying to avoid florals, you failed epically. <laughs> Oh yeah, but Malmasy is always. I know. I'm, I'm, yeah, just, I'm also being a dick. But this yeah. is nice. I mean, <laughs> but that being said, it's not as overtly floral as no. other vintages. You're getting one or two distinct flowers. It's jasmine and elderflower. And I feel it's more fresh flower versus dry, like a dry yeah. potpourri flower. I think that that potpourri flower character is what I, I really dislike. Yeah, that can be uh, too. Yeah. And what was the one that smelled like the soap? Not that. Like, gram- was, like grandma soap? Grandma soap, yeah. It was potpourri flowers was the, the yeah, other yeah, thing was, I can think of. I think that was the 13. That was, that was either the second 13 or the... Yeah, it was the second 13. Yeah, it was the second 13. No, I mean, I've always done the same way, kind of slower or lower temperatures and slower whites, but it's hard to do in a high production place like this where we have so many different lots. But, but I think they, yeah. I think it was worth it. I mean, yeah. Harvest 17, at one point, I think we had 88 ferments going on at one point in time. And we all hated it. It was horrible. Yeah, but At one point, we had 110 ferments. That was that long press day. Oh, yeah, that was that day. <laughs> yeah. I just remember the 88 day. I was just like, oh, my God. But it's, it was worth it. Yeah. I mean, you know, you hate yourself during harvest sometimes, but to see a product like this is so worth it. So I think I definitely agree. The florals are there, but you get a lot more of that like tropical fruit, that tropical citrus character. That star yeah, fruit, like star a fruit, so bright citron. There. No, not citron. Lemon peel. Oh, yeah. A little bit of like a kefir lime yeah. kind of character, or key lime. I get more key lime. That's nice. A little bit of that clove and anise. I'm just the more I drink wines from Wilcox, the more I see anise and everything. And I don't know whether it's my head or if that's a specific Tawar character to the Wilcox AVA as a whole. Or at least to the bench. I would agree with it being on the bench because we did uh, Maldacea yeah. from Carlson Creek in 2018 as well. And it was definitely different. But yeah. some of those kind of anise and cloves, some of that baking spice character carried yeah. over into those whites. Uh, with with these two in particular, they were both stainless fermented, but then barrel aged for approximately six months. Neutral, hundred percent neutral. Oak. Yeah, I like this one. I know I have a few bottles of this laying around at home. Little. I like the low alcohol here versus fourteen four on the the twelve. Uh, versus 12.8, which is a little bit more reasonable. Yeah. Like, I can drink a bottle of this and not have to, like, stumble. Right. Yeah. Well, that has to do with when we pick, too, and yeah. that's is in charge of all the picking times, working with samples from the vineyard, so that's... Uh, it, 17 was still, um, Eric Blomsky was involved, so he he, right. he did the picks that year. Um, not not that it was a bad pick by any means. No, no, it's just... Uh, but just, I, I can't take full credit for it. Uh, but then the 18 vintage, which we'll get to next, was um, they had full control of the vineyard management and then the winery. You can tell that. Talk about that. Yeah. 
talk about that vinegar management, Matt. <laughs> How much fun you have. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's why I bought probably a way too expensive, very comfortable truck because it's a lot of six-hour drives. And work doesn't stop while you're driving. So, you know, that, ex- that, that, that more expensive Bluetooth hands-free system in there oh, yeah. made it a lot nicer. I know I follow you when you're driving down there, and I know you're driving down there, so I know you're going to answer the phone. <laughs> That's when everybody likes to call me. They know I'm on the road. I've got nothing better to do. Well, you need to start listening to a bunch of different podcasts. No, this phone will still I ring. I do. My phone still rings. It will keep ringing. you like, answers. bitch, I'm learning. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, Kim, Kim's very good about, if she knows that I'm driving down there, she also knows that I'm talking to the vineyards, I'm talking to Custom Crush, I'm talking to vendors for supplies. Like I get caught up on that stuff. So she only calls me. It's like, yeah. So I want it's a dire situation. I need an answer. Like, Lots hey, my call. hand has gone through the crusher to stem, or what do yeah, I do? Yeah. That's not a dire situation. No. She's got another hand. Yeah, that's true. It's harvest. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? type out a text or an email to him because I know he'll get back to it. And he's usually pretty good about getting back pretty pretty fast. Because harvest doesn't stop up here either. Yeah. Go, 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 go. So at 18, I had full full control of our vineyard picks um, and, and throughout the year managing, you know, it's not managing, but having some influence with with some of our suppliers on, you know, how things were grown or, or you know, at, at the very least I got to choose when we picked. Um, so I tried to pick with this one a little bit earlier to preserve a little bit more natural acidity on it. Now this one definitely has a completely, di- well not completely different, but a different suite of florals. Mm-hmm. It's more expansive than the 17. You're getting elderflower and uh, jasmine, but you're also getting a little bit of gardenia and honeysuckle. But again, it's not dried. It's it's fresh flower. Yeah. A little bit of honeydew melon. This wine's also very, very young. This just got bottled uh, two, two weeks ago. It's a baby. But no yeah. bottle shock that I can... It's a little. It's a little. It's a little muted. Yeah, it's the, it's the definitely. The characters on it are a little muted from what it had. Yeah, I mean, it's I nice guess to sit. it's true. You guys would know more than I would coming in. Yeah, <laughs> no, it'll, it'll, I think it'll brighten a little bit more up on the nose, but it just yeah, we just bottled this a few weeks ago, so it needs to sit a little while before we really start drinking it. But she it says as we drink it. Yeah. <laughs> before it goes to market, but I mean, it's still really nice. This little mob will see it goes to market. <laughs> this little one drinks the wine. Mm-hmm. Nice acidity all around. I'm not getting any of that anise on the nose, but I am getting it on the palate, mm-hmm. along with those other fruit characters uh, that you typically associate with Arizona Maltesia, honeydew melon, uh, Meyer lemon peel, yeah. Yeah. kefir lime. Yeah. Overall, I'm happy. And, and this one was made the same way with uh, fermented in a tank and then aged in barrel. Yep. 
All neutral. Yes. So overall, what do you think were our favorites? Hmm. Or we can also go with least favorite first of all, if we wanted to. Well, they're all not bad. That's, yeah. That's a trick. I mean, they've all more or less held up fairly well. Yeah. I'm, um, yeah, I'm actually surprised. I mean, the, the older ones don't have that same pizzazz uh, going before 14. I mean, I personally like younger whites. I don't really care for a lot of aged whites. Cradle so. robber! I mean, that's personal preference, too, though. I so I typically, whites, you know, five years, maybe six years, typically, is I what I drink. My favorite would probably, I, the 12 was, the 12 I remember being interesting. Well, why don't we pour them out and just do all nine? So we yeah. Can, well, and then what I'm also going to do, I'll because I am a sucker for, okay. So I'll keep the last three. Last three. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pour the first three. And then I have... And do you have a clean pipette anywhere? Pipettes? Yes, because I want to pour a, a blend of all oh, of them into yes. one. Gonna, because mad science! Alright. I did have a dry erase marker. I don't know where it went. Did I... You stole it! No, it was sitting over here. This will actually write the years on. All right, which three am I going to get? Getting? You are going to get uh, 13 North and Nuevo, 13 Mid-Block, and 14. So we want a pipette, huh? Yeah. All right. Because I like doing horrible things to I'm gonna people. I'm going to use my new one. You would. And then this one will be all of them. Or lab, or just all lab because I don't feel like erasing lab. Okay, yeah, here's 2011. So two mil the titrators. Nice. I love this thing. These are not dis disposable; they're reusable. Yeah. And four tips. Hey, we don't want to hear about your four tips. I mean, I'm sure they're lovely. Sorry. All right, hand me over my mid three. And what we're also going to do is put the bottles behind them because uh, why not? When you're taking pictures, you can all the shit behind Why? It's winery. Yeah, exactly. That's it's... true. That's true. <laughs> if you can put this behind the 17 and the 18. type plant, some pepper, some random buns. That eggs. bottle of 17 nachis I opened for tasting notes earlier. Some syringes <laughs> over there. It's a working winery. It's going to be messy. It is true. Because that's how we roll, bitches. And then here's all the corks. And the little cool. plant. Let's make it pretty. In front. Ah! That's not how we roll. Face the logos, Cam. Face the logos. Okay. I sent some logos. Cody can send us pictures too. He's pretty yep. about that. Yeah. We'll get our iPhone pictures and then Cody will take the yeah. other ones. I want to go from this angle, Matt, and you're in my way. Maybe we should taste the one that's the blend of all of them together first. Good. At least that would be in my, my logic. Have you had that wine by ZD, Abigus? 
No. It's a blend of Cabernet vintages going back to 1993. 93? That's and essentially what they've done is they had all these vintages and they tasted through them and they, I, I think they like played around and blended it together. And what they do, it's it basically like it's a mother wine. So they bottle a certain amount of it every, every year and now. They and they add to it? back to it. Huh. So it's got cool, decreasing actually. percentages of previous vintages over the wow. years. Wow. But it's exponential, so there will always be. Yeah. They will never hit zero with that original vintage. Yep. It's fucking cool. Like Madeira. Yeah. It's a nice wine, too. It's a very pretty wine. It, it's something like 400 bucks a bottle now. Do you want more, or do you think... I think that's enough. For us? Yeah. Okay. Everybody get a sip? Yeah. So this is all of them together. Well, it's a very know. weird thing to do, but hey, what, what the hell? Why not? Elderflower is definitely coming out, along with um, uh, black currant bud and acacia blossom. Um, only the one wine really had that character too. Yeah. yeah. It's weird how that's coming out. That's what's so interesting when you blend wines though. I that's mean, a really powerful phenol though. It is. Um, lots of really cool fruit. Actually, this is a pretty good Malvasia. Doesn't smell bad. I haven't tasted it yet, yeah. but. I was letting everyone smell it first. And yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a very classical character. Yeah. <laughs> Extremely yeah. classical. That, that is the classic Malvasia right there. Now that's really interesting. Dominant pops. Palette's not my favorite. It's a bit discombobulated. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> nose yeah. is nice though. I like the nose. Yeah, the... It's, uh, well, it not, neither, the I mean, neither one is bad. No. Um, it's just, but yeah, you, just, you can tell. It's like, yeah, just slap that together it's a little, real quick. Yeah. It wouldn't pass our trials that we do in the lab. No. <laughs> But we, all, we, we would have played with that a little bit more. Yeah. Overall, then suck. Yeah. It's That's not horrible. Even, if I woke up with it in bed with me the next morning, I wouldn't kick it out. All right. <laughs> Sorry. No. At least the last she could breakfast. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's uh, do our final tally here. Final ranking. Yeah, the floral character has kind of dropped out of the tent. It's still there, but that mint character is really mm -hmm. strengthened. I don't like the 11 anymore. Nope. Ooh. Yeah, the 11th has gone. Yeah, that mint really is popping in the 10. Um, those two are out for me. Twelve is still holding up, though. <laughs> Matt finally got to the 11. Oh, yeah. Damn, yeah. I missed his face. <laughs> it was a pretty funny face. No comment. 12 is nice still. Yeah, the 12 I enjoy, but yeah. I feel like it's... You know, the 13s are still, still soapy in, in there. Yeah, the 13s, I'm, I, I would not put them in my in my group of favorites. It's also really interesting to look at the color shift. Oh, yeah. From basically 14 on up. Uh, well, 15, or 16, 17, 18 are all super pale. And these have gotten, you know, almost like sunflower yellow. Well, yeah. that's probably a difference. I mean, we did not have that much skin contact in 17 no. and 18. And these ones down here, they could have had more skin contact. But also as a wine ages, a white wine oh, yeah. color does yeah, get it too, but. Yeah, the 14 is still smelling pretty damn good.
The Starfruit character is becoming super intense on the 17. I think all my favorites are towards this end down here. Yeah. The 12 still is okay. The 12, the 12 of this end is hel- has held up. Um, I would go with um, probably uh, the 14, the 12, and the 17 being my top three in any random order. What about you, Kim? I, I would agree. Yeah, the 17 is definitely my top. And the 12, because it's it's held up, it's not necessarily what I would prefer to drink. And then the 14, I really like, too. It's still still there. Now i got to taste these, I guess. Well, I can. Oh, I just miss all the tart treats in that one. And the 12. <laughs> oh, nice. Good little bunch of tart treats there. Happy little tart treats. Yeah. I really don't want to. I'm going to jump straight to 12. You're going to work your way back down to the 10. Oh, I want to try it. Try the 13s. Yeah. The 12 kind of went flat on the palate to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's starting to go flat, but it's held up. It had held up. Yeah, the 13s were just poolside. Yeah. Chinese food. Just summer. I have to say, I'm definitely on this end of the spectrum down there. The 18, I'm excited for. Kind of comes back after bottling. But it's already pretty darn good now, too. Oh, so yeah. I'm, I'm interested as well. I just know that the nose is going to be more vibrant than what it is now. And we actually kept that ferment a little bit cooler in 18, so the florals. Hmm. And tank were were much more subdued. It was very much like bright star fruit, dragon fruit. Kind of made me think of starbursty almost some at times, not all the time. I could yeah, see that. Not not to the sugar standpoint, but just no, the, 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 the flavor, the concentration yeah. of flavor. Yeah. Well, let's grab a glass of our favorites here. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.